We're introducing the theme for the month. I'm so excited about the theme for this month because it's, it's so important and it's simply entitled Establishing Foundational Patterns. Establishing Foundational Patterns. So we, we, I think this topic is going to really help us to revisit our foundations because, you know, a foundation is so important in everything. I mean, when it comes to buildings, we have foundations. In everything we do, a home has a foundation. Everything in education, there are certain foundational principles upon which mathematics or science is based on. When you start a home, you build it on a foundation. Everything has a foundation. A foundation is simply defined as the lowest load-bearing part of a building. It's the lowest. But it being the lowest, it's the one that is carrying most of the load. Typically, therefore, a foundation is below ground level. It could be a stone or concrete structure that supports a building from beneath. So a foundation is important and it's a real problem when we don't pay attention to the foundations we have. And when you read the Bible, you'll note that even when God started dealing with people about leadership, about anything, God would want to establish certain foundational patterns in their lives. Let me give an example. When Joshua wanted to know from God, you know, Moses is dead. Now I'm the new leader. I mean, what is going to be the key for me to succeed in what you've assigned me to do? And God said something very powerful. And when you read it on face value, you may not get what God says. He says, you know, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. But thou shalt meditate therein, watch it now, day and night. That you may observe to do according to all that's written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then thou shalt have good success. So one of the things that Joshua had to do is to meditate in God's word as a pattern. As, a, as something that he does consistently. Because as you know, you know, when you, when you're people who sow things, you use a pattern. A pattern is simply uh, the synonym, therefore, it's a shape or a form or a model. God says, this is the model of your life. This is how you got to style your life. If you want to succeed, this book of the law shouldn't depart out of your mouth. Meditate in it. Not just once, not that twice, just do it day and night. Let this be the pattern and this will be the foundation that will bring success or prosperity in your life. Am I talking to people in this house? And so, when you look at the life of Jesus, I, I like to study it, particularly in the book of Mark. So much comes out of it and the book of Luke. When you try to observe the things that Jesus put priority on in terms of ministry, in terms of time spent, there are two disciplines and we'll be talking about it in the coming weeks which I believe were very strong foundations to his life. The, 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 the discipline of him preaching God's word or focusing on God's word. And the second foundation being the foundation of prayer. It's unbelievable the many times we find Jesus praying and, and even teaching his disciples to pray. So that's a foundational pattern. In other words, that is something that you need to do and put within the DNA of what you are doing. As a Christian, as a leader, 
as a whatever you are, you got to put that in your life. Can I hear an amen in your in your? And so in life, we need to establish, and I want you to underline the word establish. We need to establish certain foundational patterns that become the discipline for our lives. See, if we don't do these things, in the words of Joshua, day and night, do them as a discipline. Jesus says, made on always to pray without ceasing. Huh? Paul says, pray without ceasing. These things are to be done consistently, and they are to be done as a matter of discipline. So, if we don't have these patterns as a discipline in our lives, it's going to cut off or it's going to hinder us from moving on in our lives. So, whatever foundational pattern or disciplines become established in your life, that becomes your modus operandi. Let me give you an example on the negative. If you got a foundational pattern of being a fighting person, a fighting type, or like somebody said, a typing fight. <laughs> if you got used to that pattern or that foundation, then anytime you have your back against the wall, you retreat to what you are used to doing. See, when things get bad, you run to whatever has been programmed into your system. But think about it now. If your foundational pattern is that of prayer, huh? or that of going, going to God's word, Think about it now. What happens to you when you have your back against the wall? You go back to the same thing. See, if you were raised as somebody who knew, you know, to go for consultation, kai kai, and they give you certain things to hang somewhere or tie somewhere, you know. And I've seen it. I've seen it even with people in church. I've seen it. I've seen it. I saw you. <laughs> I've seen it when, when people have gotten to a point where they don't know what to do anymore. What happens? Whatever is an established pattern in your life, that's what you will go back to in times of trouble and in times of crisis. So it is worth us building the right foundation. Can I have an amen, Bazalan? So your, your foundational pattern becomes your modus operandi. It colors everything you do. So this becomes the pattern that you go back to in times of trouble. In other words, this becomes your secret weapon when everything else fails to work. Now watch this now. If my foundational pattern is a wrong one, so it means in life I continue building, but everything that I've built, no matter how expansive it is, is all wrong. Think about this building, you know. When we build this building, the architects told us very clearly, they said, if you want to build a structure this size that would sit so many people, the soil here is clay soil. You know, it moves around. It's very unstable, that's all here. And they said, the only way for you to do this is to do piling. These are like legs on which this building is sitting. I think if I remember well, is, is it 130, was it 200, was it 300? That's open. 166 of them. You see this column here, this thing here, these columns here? There's 166 of them that this building only, I'm not even talking about the other ones. This building only is sitting on top of the 166 of them. They go six meters down. I, I never will forget when they were doing this thing. You know, I used to come because there was an elderly man who used to work this very complex machine. This is, this is civil engineering at its best. And this elderly man had never been to school a day in his life. He learned this complex machine by watching people in this company that he was working for. He, he started working in this company as a dagger person. 
I'm trying to be politically correct. There's a dagger doing dagger something. And he, was, he would watch them as they, as they manipulated this huge, big truck that has a huge drill. Very complex engineering stuff. And I was watching this elderly man. I, it was, it was, I was so fascinated by him. Drilling these big holes. I don't remember how, how big they were in diameter, but they were huge. Huge. And going six meters deep. And he, he would tell me, he says, when I get to so many meters, this type of soil is going to come out. When I get to this level, this is what's going to happen. And everything he said happened. And so I asked him. So then they drilled these holes. And then they had to pour concrete and put steel in these holes. Imagine, huge diameter, six meters deep. I don't remember. Do you remember how many trucks we had? I don't remember. We had, we had a, 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 a row of trucks. You know these huge trucks that have this big, uh, what do you call it? Yeah? And yeah, this big mixer at the back. These huge trucks. I, I remember the day they were pouring concrete. We had those trucks come through one after the other for the whole day. Even the following day, even the third day. You can imagine the amount of concrete. And I'm looking, who chela <laughs> It's going underground. All the money is going underground. All the money is going underground. When we added up how much it was, it was three million rands. Now we could have done it a cheaper way. Yeah, study pig in the for sure. <laughs> eh? Scoop and lapayas, it's science. But I can guarantee you, we would continue to have building problems of cracks. So in, in other words, what I'm saying is, if you don't ensure that your foundation is done right, you continually have to be dealing with problems. Oh, come on now. Am I preaching to people in this house? I'm telling you, Masalana, it's worth you and I assessing the type of foundation we're building. Yeah. Because now we have this building is standing strong here. We can still extend and do so many things. But that first part was slow. It was a lot of work as I'm going to be talking about and other things that I'll tell you. But you see, people want to cut corners. So what do they do? See, you, you, you see, so you, 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 want, you, want, you want to have a good home, so just steal somebody's wife. <laughs> oh, simple. Why not? They just steal. Yeah. You want to start a business of your own? Well, just open a new business through stock or so, so you say. Oh, you don't know what I'm talking about. You don't know what I'm talking about. I mean, some people, it's quite an amazing. I mean, here, yeah, they've built a spaza shop. They've done it out of corrugated iron. The corrugated iron has been stolen. The planks have been stolen. The stock has been stolen. Even they stole the worker from the other shop. Everything is stolen. Now you can just imagine, this is the foundation that they're building on. Now tell me, how, how far do you think you'll go with that kind of foundation? Hmm? So let's talk about foundations. Why are foundations so important? Watch this, Bazalan. Tall buildings need deep foundations. And deep foundations, like I've explained, they are expensive and they are tedious. So it depends on you how far you want to see your life going. Figuratively, if you want to be a tall building, a good foundation, deep foundation, proper foundation is worth the investment. Ah, you're not hearing this. If you want to be a building that will constantly have cracks, 
and finally has to be destroyed all the way to the ground. Then you can cut corners. God wants to make you a tall building. That was a half-hearted amen. I can hear the people in Midrand saying amen more than the people in Pinville. Let me say it again. I hear the people in Cape Town. I said, God wants to make you a tall building. Come on, look at somebody. Just prophesy to your neighbor. God wants to make you a tall building. Tell, tell, Tell three of them, three of them. Tell them, I say, I prophesy to you. I prophesy to you. I prophesy to you. I prophesy to you. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 9, I see you've been worried that I'm not reading the Bible. There we go, we're reading. 1 Corinthians 3 9, Paul says, for we are laborers together with God. Then he says, you are God's husbandry. Like God's field, God's garden. Then he says, you are God's building. I said, God wants to make you a tall building. I said, God wants to make you a tall building. Individually and collectively, God wants to make you a tall building. God wants to take you far. You haven't yet seen. Eye has not seen. Ear has not heard. Neither has entered into the heart of man what God wants to do in your life. I said, God wants to do great things in your life. But it's not going to happen if you cut corners. Oh, yeah. And you don't lay the right foundation. Foundations are tedious. They are hard work. They are monotonous work. You know, when you see construction happen, I don't know if you've ever been there, and you, you know, particularly if they haven't put a sign when, they're going, when they are thinking of concluding the building. It's kind of like it's going on forever. They're having this scaffolding. You see this mess of people, this team coming, descending on the building, working the whole day. But when they leave, I'm going to difference your metroga. Anybody knows what I'm talking about? I mean, when you look on the structure, it's like, this guy's a... Because that is just the nature of building. It's tedious. It's hard work. It's monotonous. Isn't it amazing, people? To build something of worth means you've got to keep doing the same thing. That's what God told Joshua. He says, this book of the law, he said, meditate in it. Day and night, the same book, day and night. There are people who don't like to have the disciplines of the day and night. They only do certain things when, when, when things are convenient. They don't pray every day. They don't read the Bible every day. They're not even saying amen right now as I'm preaching. Not consistent in any way. And God says, you know, it's tedious work. I understand. There's times in your life, Salwana, even when you are doing what is right. You don't see the fruit of what you're doing, it looks like. But remember, when you build a building, you build a building one brick at a time. You build a building one brick at a time, one brick on top of another. It's the same thing, it's the same mortar, it's the same everything. I see God making you a big building. But it's going to come by one brick at a time. Hallelujah. So build big buildings need persistence. Foundations need persistence. They need continuing in the same thing. So you and I were God's building. In fact, when you go around the world, you find out that great cities are characterized by huge skyscrapers. 
And those skyscrapers, when they were built, it took many years. Some buildings, it take three years, four years. And you know, sometimes when I look at these projects, like, you know, the, the N1. Hmm? Come on now, let's talk. The N1 next to John Smart Avenue as you move off to Senton. Yeah. It's frustrating to drive there in the morning, isn't it? It's frustrating, né? And they said the project is going to finish next year. That is if it doesn't get postponed. That is if the workers don't go on strike. That is if the cement doesn't run out. Already you are starting to be worried, some of you. But that's just, that. that's just what it's going to take. It's going to take that long. The same thing in your life. Few people ever go high in their lives. Many start, but many fail to persist. Many fail to continue because building foundations means persistence, continuing. And in God's kingdom for us to see the results, we have to have this continued type of mentality. Jesus said it in John 8, 31. He said, if you continue, Jesus said to those who believed in him, if you continue, somebody say continue. continue. Say it again. Continue. Say it again. Continue. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you look like you must continue. Look at your other neighbor and say, neighbor, it sounds like you must continue. <laughs> Note what Jesus says. Jesus says, if you what? If you what? If you what? Yes, in my word, then you are what? Verse 32, earring. Verse 32, earring. Then, earring. And you shall? You shall? And what will happen? Yeah, people say, no, well, you'll know the truth and the truth shall make you free. That's not true. Because people read that and they think, no, if you just hear one verse and you know the truth, ye shall be free. Jesus says, ah, it's not just about hearing it. It's about continuing in it. Reading it again and again, thinking on it, applying it, working that verse. Huh? It's only when you work that verse and apply it in your life, it says, then you will know the truth, and then. Only then will you know the truth, and only then will the truth make you free. Have you ever read a verse? You read it on surface value, you know, you knew it, you could even quote it like a parrot. Anybody has ever done that, you know? Even when people were, were quoting it, even if you didn't open your Bible, you knew the verse, and you even finished it off when they were quoting it. Mara, there was this one day when you were doing your devotions. Ah, you're not hearing what I'm saying. You know, this happened to me when the day I got saved, 5th of August, 1978. I never will forget that day. You know, I had been invited by my sister to go over to a, 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 a rally, gospel rally by Youth Alive. You know, and you know, they quoted many verses, but there's this one verse that I used to quote in my church ever since I was six years old. John 3, 16. You know, I used to call that verse so much. But you know, on that day, it was different. Same verse. Different. Same verse. I realized... 
This is not just a verse. This is talking to me. It's not talking about other people. It's talking about me. It's talking about the love of God. And I remember when they made an altar call, I raised my hand. The same verse, not a new one. Not freestyling. Same verse. Continuing in the word. And I'm here today because of the same verse that I read ever since I was six years old. If you want to establish these patterns in your life, you've got to go back to them again and again and again and again and again and again and again. And when you do it again and again and again, one day, uh, one day is one day, Barcelona. I said one day is one day. The problem with some of you, you are too short-sighted. The problem with some of you, too much. Look at your neighbors. Continue. Continue. Let's talk about foundations quickly. Facts about foundations. Number one, there are foundations of our Christian life. According to Hebrews chapter 6 from verse 1. It says, therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection. Somebody say, let us go on. Unto what? That word perfection, let it not throw you. It's talking about maturity. Let us go on to maturity. Note what it says. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works of faith towards God. So I like this verse. It talks about the, the doctrines that are the foundation of our faith. But note what it says. It says, when we have laid the foundation, let us go on. Let us move on. Which means this. You can't move on if you haven't completed laying a solid foundation. Yeah. See, if, if we didn't lay a good foundation in this building and we just dug a hole and just did this, we'd have a problem. So you've got to make sure you've laid the foundation. In other words, the laying of the foundation gives you the basis to move on. And sometimes, as I said, it takes a long time to lay a foundation. But once it's laid, you don't have to lay it again. Here we are. We are expanding this building. We are doing whatever. We are putting this. We don't have to dig into the ground again. It's laid once and for all. All those trucks that came, all that money that came, it was worth it. You lay a good foundation in Tanasakaya and see how far God is going to bring you in your life. So a foundation is important. Number two, foundations are the unseen part of our lives. I explained to you about these, six, these many trucks and these 166 piles. Many of you, you didn't even know that we are sitting on those piles as we speak. Why? They are underground. They are unseen. Watch this. See, often we see people's things working in people's lives. <laughs> and we want to have their success. <laughs> we see them building a, a large whatever, a home, a, 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 a business or ministry, we, we see, we see, we see. But what we don't ask is the story behind the story. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because the foundation is the unseen part. Have you ever met some of the Christians who, you know, when you meet them, these people are just oozing with the, the life of God and the freshness of heaven. Oh, you haven't met people like that? <laughs> you know, some Christians, when you are just around them, there's just a certain freshness and newness about them. When you go to prayer, you know, 
when, when you are praying, you know, it's almost like a plane, you know. You know, you know some of the planes, they take a long time to take off. Marabonaki, zoo, they are already there. Hmm? I see it now with musicians, with us preachers. I see it with intercessors. I see it everywhere you go. Once you start engaging in these things, these people just take off. There are some of our musicians here in our country. I was talking about one of them. I won't say which one it is. And I was telling somebody, I said, you know, this, this, the way they sing, they probably have a very rich devotional life. It oozes out of them. They, they don't have to crank up the crowd. They don't have to rush. They carry a presence. Ah, Jesus. But you see, hey, Oh, can I get Bishop? Can I get Bishop? Hey, Kalimo. What that is playing and what they're having. See, if you look at Jesus, and, and, and I'm, we're going to get into that as we study. What fascinated me about the ministry of Christ is the amount of power and the acts of God that were evident. But, 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 but he, would, he would dismiss the crowd and he would go into the discipline of prayer. When everybody was snoring, he's praying. That's the secret weapon. Ah, you're not hearing what I'm saying. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would stop meetings and tell people, go away. And he would tell his disciples, get into the boat. And then he goes up by himself. Because that's what he does in secret. That, that's his foundational pattern. That is the reason why his ministry is the way it is. He's got something that he's doing away from the rest of us. Some Christians, they, their spirituality is only sin in the eyes of others. They only pray when they are in front of us. They only read the Bible. They are like this column here. You see this column. And this column can boast and tell us, I'm the one who's upholding the entire structure. But I'll tell this column because I know this column doesn't start here. I was here when they were digging a hole. There's a column that is below this column that is down underground. We don't see it and it is the thing that is underground that's upholding this column. I see God upholding you through the secret things that you do in your life. Yeah. The foundation is the unseen part. Jesus says in Matthew 12, from verse 33, either make a tree good and his fruit good, or else make a tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. Note what it says, for a tree is known by its fruit. Jesus says, you don't just look at the fruit. Whatever the fruit has is a reflection of what the tree is in its core. See, you, you're not wasting time when you are spending time in these disciplines of prayer and the word and these foundations. Yeah, I know. You know, you, you come to church every Sunday, it looks like nothing is changing. You're reading the Bible every day, it looks like nothing is changing. You are trying to live right, it looks like nothing is changing. But I'm telling you, that's the unseen part that goes underground. There comes a day when the building is going to begin to grow. Can I hear an amen in this house? There are hidden things, good or, bad alike, good or bad alike. And these go into the foundation of our lives. And that's why, Barcelona, this secret cocooning, not a cocoon, not a cocoon. That's a chana. You know this thing, Yahoo, you're instilling yourself. 
You know, these things of doing things underground and hiding and lying and cheating and, you know, you, you do it, you, know, you, think, you think nobody sees. Nobody knows. What you are not understanding, you are putting stuff in the foundation of your life. Yeah, 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 yeah. And isn't it strange that when, when it starts coming up, it's been a long process of sowing and reaping, my dear friend. And it has gone into the foundation of your life. Come on now. How many of you are saying, I'm going to lay the right foundation? I'm going, I'm going to make sure I lay the right foundation in my life. I'm going to do it again and again and again and again and again and again and again. Yeah. And that's why really, if I may divert a little bit. Really when you think about it, this is really what happens to us. When you spend time with God. That God starts dealing with us about those secret areas. Yeah. That's the part that God wants to sort out. Because mm. God knows that secret stuff. Goes into the foundation. So then it, you cannot see the fruit of somebody's life. Mara. It contradicts the way they're talking. You know, it doesn't make sense. How Atandu Chesogangad. Yes, Maga Shumael. Yes, Maga Kulega. It's very confusing, Basalan. I'm being honest with you. It's very confusing because you, on the one hand, how sham, alukile so. But you, you don't know the secret stuff. Now, I'm not saying we should be judgmental of people. I'm just saying, let's watch out what we do in secret. Number what? Oh, I thought you'll forget. The foundation is the expensive part of a person's life. First Timothy 6.19, Paul says, storing up for themselves the treasure of a good foundation for the future. I like that word treasure. Something that's a treasure, it's something that's of great worth. Something that's expensive. A foundation is expensive, it's a treasure. Basalana, a good life stands on expensive, costly things. And I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about the expensive things of integrity. The expensive qualities of honesty, holiness. The expensive qualities of anointing. These are things that are expensive. Oh, yeah. And a life needs to stand on that. It's an expensive foundation. It's hard to keep your integrity when others are losing theirs. It's hard to tell the truth when others are lying. It's hard to try and live right when you see other people advance through wrong means. It's very hard. It's expensive because sometimes people have to t they are going to turn their backs on you. Yeah, when you try to do the right thing, people don't say it's the right thing, but all zens are gone. Isn't, isn't it strange? Why are you quiet? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You say, no, I'm going to live right. I'm going to live for God. As a young person, I'm going to make sure I take care of my body. I'm not going to engage. You say, ah, so zens are gone. Oh, yeah. All you're doing, you're, all you're doing is to try and do right. Nobody knows zens are gone. 
So what happens? You get ostracized. You get maligned. Gossiped against. It's expensive. Yeah. It's very difficult to live like that. You know, when I, when I talked to our boys, you saw them, they were saying happy birthday to their mom. And I always tell them, I say, you know, I know you are living in these years and I know they were born in the 90s, now we have the millennials. And how many of you have realized when you are young, you always think your parents don't understand the problems you're going through? <laughs> it's almost like evil was invented with you. It's almost like you don't understand what temptation is. We understand, you know. You know. And I say, well, for us, it was still just the same. It's the same devil. He, he just upgrades, but it's the same foundation. There's no difference. No difference. Self-control is self-control. Yeah, whether it's 2017 or 1405, self-control is still self-control. It doesn't change. Yeah. You know? And so it is that kind of foundation that's expensive. And I tell them, I say, listen, we had to walk away from things. As a young person, I had to walk away from things. Maybe in a My age group will feel me right there. Little. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't have nyaupe. Mara, we, we, we had another, another form of nyaupe. Yeah. We also had to discipline ourselves as young men. Not to go around the my susu. They may not have had Brazilian hair then. Mara, they were still women. We were still guys. It's the same, Kanugo. In 2017, in 1402, it's the same. Yeah. It's the same. I'm being honest with you. So, Bazaran, right things are expensive. Oh, very expensive. Try to build your business right. You know what Zing Zong means? Explain to your neighbor what Zing Zong means. I won't explain. <laughs> First Peter chapter 2 verse 6. I love this verse. My bishop read this and I loved it. It says, Behold, I lay in Zion a choice stone. Talking about Jesus. It says a precious cornerstone. I didn't know this. A cornerstone is that stone they put, of course, in the corner. But what's more important is that stone gives the alignment for the rest of the other bricks. In other words, we take our cue from that stone. If we follow the pattern of that stone, our building will be all right. But if that stone is skewed, then everything is skewed. That's what foundations are about. If you do it right and you do it straight, the rest of your life will be right. The rest of your life will be straight. So it's worth starting right. It's worth taking the pains to do it right. No matter how expensive. No matter how laborious. No matter how monotonous. 
Do it right. And here's the one thing that I like. All you need to do is to lay the foundation once. Yeah, when they build double-story buildings, they tell you, reinforce the foundation, make it strong. Some foundations that are so deep, then they say, then you can just keep building, 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 but you can just keep going up and up and up and up and up. If you didn't do it right, when you try to go up, you collapse. And here's the sad thing, when you collapse, it means you've lost so much. You have to start all over again. Yeah. Build a building on lines, you go up and up and up. Next thing, the hawks come and repossess everything. Yeah. On face value, it looked good, but underneath. Let's do it right. Number what? When you mix the ingredients for the foundation, there are certain non-negotiable ingredients. If they say, if you are mixing this cement or this concrete, you're going to have five bags of, of cement to five wheelbarrows of uh, river sand. You can't decide and say, no, cement is too expensive. Faggy too lab. <laughs> you know, you know what that, you know what the sad thing is that with that too is that you can still do it and you will build. It will stand. It's only a storm that will explain to us what no. And I don't know why we like the shortcut. You know, just to explain that, you know, when you when you're driving, we all we go with them content, them content. Forgive me for what I'm about to say in advance. <laughs> sometimes I laugh at him because you know when we go to some of the places, he's the one who always travels with me. With some people, sometimes he he likes to take the shorter route. He'll say, "No, we will turn here." Then I and then I say to him, "No, no, no, no." You know, he says, "No, that other one is very long." <laughs> no, don't, don't, show, don't show him on the screen, please. <laughs> and then the interesting thing is that then, then, you know, and the other one I knew it was going to take us an hour. He says, no, if we go here, it will just be 15 minutes. <laughs> and I always tell him, I say, all right, I want to just put a disclaimer right now. I'm not responsible. All right, for whatever happens, I'm not responsible. And then an hour later, we are still driving. And then here's what I like. Then he turns to me and says, no, 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 don't show him. Come on, you guys at the back. Behave now. And then, and then, and then, and then, 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 when we, then, then he turns to me and says, Bishop, which, which is, which is the right way? I say, eh, 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 I told you, now I know the long one. Had we taken the wrong, long one, who would have been there? But you wanted to get there quicker. Look at where we are now. We haven't even arrived yet. This is so true in life. If you take shortcuts, most of if you know the long road, ah, he has changed now. You have repented. <laughs> he knows that I'm right. So we, we, we follow the tzilakhop. <laughs> yeah. But you see, it's an important thing for us to understand that foundations have certain ingredients that are non-negotiable. In 1 Corinthians 3 verse 10, 
He says, but let every man take heed how he builds their own. This is what Paul says. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid which is Jesus Christ. In other words, Jesus Christ is the only foundation upon which we build. So you don't put any other ingredient. And in conclusion, foundations. Second time people say, ah, great conclusion. They said that in the first service and that anointing carried over into the second service. We're going to, we'll continue for the whole month on this. Foundations are a defense against future attacks that will certainly come. Note I said certainly. Jesus told us when we read in the book of Matthew chapter 7 verse 26 and 27 start go verse 25 let's see I, I didn't check where I must start. Go back again. 24. Therefore whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them do with them. I will liken them unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. Keep going. The rain descended, the floods came. Note, the rain descends, this is from above. The floods came, this is from below. The wind blew, this is from the sides. All this is important. And it beat upon that house. And it didn't fall because Because of the foundation founded on the rock. But note, verse 26. And everyone that hears these things of mine and doesn't do them, I liken them unto a foolish man, build their house on a sand. You know that. The sand guy got the project going quickly. One week they were done. The guy who built on, on, on the stone, on the rock, he had to dig. Took a long time. So the sand guy finished before the other guy. And the same guy looking at the other guy saying, what are you saying? Why are you saying once? You know, the people give you an option. Why are you saying once? Why? Shortcut. You know, get there quick. Why do And the guy says, no, 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 no. I want to do it right. You know, I finished. You haven't even started. It's all right. I know that's not good English. It's all right. And the guy finishes his house. That's why the Bible says it in the book of Proverbs. It says, you know, do not, do not be impressed when you see the unrighteous overtaking you. It says that. And I'm paraphrasing. It says, don't be impressed because the guy, he's got this, he's got this, and he's doing the underground stuff. Yeah. You're trying to do it right. Mara, you haven't even started. Sometimes you do not go back room and you come back And then out of here, at all, when I got him, I high. Mara, how to say, oh, these resources did to go guy. Ah, we're preaching now, you are quiet. So Jesus says, uh, let's see my verse there, please. How, why did they take it away? Bring my verse back. Next verse, verse 27. And the rain descended, that's from above. The floods came, that's from below. The winds blew, beat upon the house. And it fell. That's what Jesus says. Not only did it fall, and great was the fall thereof. It's not the wind or the rain or the floods, it's the foundation. 
The rain, attacks that come from above, spiritual attacks. The floods, attacks that come from below. These are people who are serving under you or people that you know who just rise up from below. The winds that blow, these are people you associate with, your equals. These attacks come. The difference is the foundation. And everything will go through times of tests, no matter what it is. Everything. And if the foundation is faulty, then we have a real problem. Can I hear an amen? amen. Can I hear an amen? amen? Can I hear an amen? amen. Can I hear an amen? amen? Can I do one last one? Yes. Proverbs 11.3. It simply says, foundations are the reason behind our ability to do things. Let me explain to you, Basal. This is important. It says in the King James Bible, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? In other words, when foundations are destroyed, when certain principles are destroyed, when we don't operate by certain procedures, if those things are destroyed and they're made to be dysfunctional, it paralyzes and neutralizes our ability to be able to progress and achieve certain things. I'm telling you. That's why, Basalana, we have to worry as a nation, individually and collectively, at all levels, whether it's government, church, business, health, education, all of us as leaders, we have to worry when we move away from guiding principles. Because anywhere where there's no foundations, it neutralizes your ability to move forward. I'm telling you. I think about it. We were talking about it with them. I was, I'm praying about it, Barcelona. It's important. I was in, we were in some other place somewhere, some other country. We won't say Barcelona because this is not about countries. It's about an example. And when you're in this place, when you come to the roundabout, the circle, it's four lanes in the circle. Because like here, you know, people don't want to obey the rules of the road. No, people don't want to obey. So there, even just the rule of the traffic circle, you know there's a rule, there's a rule. There's a, there's a, I said there's a rule. Yeah. yeah, but people don't want to obey. People don't want to listen to the rules. Everybody, we just make the rules as we go along. So if you're in this place, in this country, once you can be in the, in the inside of that circle, you're not coming out. Because there's other three cars piled up. You just keep going in circles like that. It is such a shock to, to be there. And I'm seeing now, even in our, in our country, the same thing is happening on the roads. We are, we are some of the worst drivers in the world. Some of the most aggressive people who don't obey the people beat traffic lights, over speeding, even with the road constructions where you see it's 60 kilometers per hour. Yesterday we had a Vrpa coming and following us. <laughs> These crazy young people with their vurpas, it's 60 kilometers per hour and the crazy guy is driving at 120 kilometers and he's sitting on your bumper. How are you? How are you? <laughs> and when he passes, you can see his expression. Some of them show you the finger. Yeah, but Basanana, it's a collapse. It's a collapse of foundations. It's a collapse of laws. If you can't have rules at school, 
that govern the school, if you can't have rules in church, that govern the church, if you can't have rules in the health sector, if, if, our, if our things can't work, if you apply for something, you have to bribe to get it, then you are in trouble. If you have to know somebody through somebody because of somebody, via somebody just to get a service. I tell you, once foundations collapse, it's hard to build. Same thing in a home. If you run a home that has no principles. You know, our boys, you see, they are already grown up. Even today, I still demand of them to be at home at a certain time. Now, I know some of you say, he's not a progressive parent. It's all right. Let's talk after 10 years, me and you. <laughs> Even with them, sometimes they feel, no, you are being too hard and too harsh. It's okay. It's, it's fine. I just want you to learn, boys. You don't just say, uuting yabuya. Salubuya. We don't know where you are. We don't know who you are with. We don't know what time you are coming back. No, no. I said, not in my house. Me, the head of the home. My wife knows where I am and I report. No. In your house, you can do that. Not in my house. Nah. You have to be here. And I'm not doing it for me. I'm doing it for them. It's a home. Everybody just goes anywhere. Nobody talks to anybody. Nobody knows where anybody is. There's, there's no time for eating. There's no time for cleaning. There's no time for talking. There's no time for studying. There's no time. We are pillowing. Yeah! Can you imagine how this church would be like if we came here? There's no time for the service to start. There's no, we don't know who's going to sing. Any of you can come here and do bimbiology and anybody can stand up and say, I'm the archbishop. Can you imagine the confusion in this place? But Alana, if there's no foundations, what can the righteous do? Look at the New Century Bible. It says when the foundations for good collapse, what can good people do? Never allow your foundations to collapse. I tell you. Whatever you build, if you're the leader of a church or the leader of a business, wherever you are leading, when you get in there, establish foundations and principles with the people who are serving with you. From day one already, look, I'm leading and this is how we're going to do this in our department. Yeah, the principles and everybody's going to operate. I'll be the first one to do that. If I say be here at seven, I'll be there at quarter to seven. Oh yeah. Because if you don't have any principles, I'm telling you, if you don't have any foundations, you can't move forward in life. The last verse. The last uh, translation. This is the, whatever translation it is. I think it's the Message Bible. Look what it says. It says, the bottoms dropped out of the country. Good people don't have a chance. That scripture, the bottom has dropped out of the country. Good people don't have a chance. But I pray to God that God gives you a chance. Yeah. I pray to God that God will give you a chance. You know how it will come? When you make up your mind and say, you know what, Lord? I'm going to fix my foundation. And like Paul says, from today onwards, I'll be careful how I build. I'll make sure the foundation is right. No matter how long, no matter how tiresome, no matter how expensive, no matter how monotonous, no matter how involving, I'll do it. Because I want to be a tall building. 
Oh, God wants to make you a tall building, my friend. God just wants to elevate your life to places where you never thought you'd be. But he's got to work on the foundation. That's why when you are in his presence praying, you can hear the Spirit of God speak to you. Whispering. Saying to you, leave bitterness. Stop strive. Live holy. Walk in integrity. Do it right. And he does that because he has your interest at heart. Think about it. If we live right, it doesn't benefit God at all. Think about it. God's complete. He is. Nothing we can add, subtract from him. When I do it right, it doesn't benefit him. It's for my own future. God says, sow seeds in your life. The right kind of seed. My prayer is that the one who has started a good work in your life may bring it to completion. But let it be the right foundation and the right seed. Raise your hands and just pray in the spirit. Oh, Jesus. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Oh, yeah, yeah, but, 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 yeah, but see. Mama, Maha, Nedebris. Estere, Maha, Mabondem, Brenda, Labakota, Rabaste. Estere, Maha, Nomandori, Ababa, Braba, Baba. Ena, Manondebris. Redele, Badora. Talk to God about your life. If there's been any seeds, any wrong foundations, say, God, I'm sorry. Oh, Oh, Shatara Mahababros.